Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 280. Um, today we're going to be talking to a Teach Hoops member, but before we get to that, I want to give a big shout out to Dr. Dish. Go over and check him out. We'll have a show. We'll have a link down in the show notes. The most versatile shooting machine on the market, period. End of sentence, done. Go down. Um, if you're thinking of buying one, let me know. I can answer any questions and also mention Coach Unplugged uh, and you'll get $300 off your next purchase. Seems like a good deal to me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, seems like a great deal, uh, at least for me. Uh, you know, it allows us to bring this to you, allows us to bring the things that uh, hopefully help you make a better coach. Um, and one other thing is I'm going to – down the show notes, I just made a T-shirt that I think I'm really proud of. Um, you know, it – there's lots of different options. I'm, I'm working on colors and all those kind of things at this point. But, um, you know, it's a pitch. It says earned, not given. And it's got a ring in the middle, which is true. I always tell my my guys, you can't can't buy a championship at uh, Target. You got to go and earn it. So if you're interested, want to give back a little bit, try to do the shirt too. Um, anyway, we're going to go off to a Teach Hoops member, one of our one-on-one calls uh, to kind of pull back that curtain. Let's just see what you get as it being a Teach Hoops member. Um. Yeah. So let's get off to the member call. Can you hear me? Oh, I think I got. You got yeah, it. Sure can. Okay. Excellent. This was easy. Yeah. Awesome. Let me get my piece of paper. How are you? Bucks. I'm doing play. okay. Bucks don't play tonight. They play tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Questions. Yes. Um, yeah, I got a couple things on my mind. Um, okay. The first one um, is not about the X's and O's so much. Um, 
But it's something that's kind of intriguing me lately, and I uh, thought you'd have some good perspective with your decades of coaching, and that okay. is um, relating to players. Um, I mean, h- how far do you go or, um, you know, or, I don't know how to phrase it, how close do you get to your players and, and how do you um, how do you open doors, you know, with them? I mean, are there certain, like, uh, conversation topics you, you know, stay away from? Or, I mean, my ki- I have kids, teenage kids, and, you know, they just shout me out. But my my players right. I'd like to know kind of what buttons to push to make them, you know, open up a little bit. I mean, I know I can't be anybody but who I am, but. Right, right. Um, yeah. That's a tough one, to be honest with you. Uh so yeah, so because you, you want to yes, you definitely need to figure out what buttons to push to make them to to make them tick. Um, would I would I I do a lot of listening to be honest with you, <laughs> um, and a lot of the stuff I hear is just you know me rebounding for them, me listening to them in the gym beforehand, me and you know down there when they're in the basement at a you know when they come over for a team dinner or something, and I'm just sitting. I hear more that way. Um, from a, okay, how can I, um, how can I help them? You know, what, what's important to them? So I can kind of figure, cause the teenage mind's a lot different than my mind is now. Um, so that's one thing I do a lot of. The second thing is I try to do things that are not basketball related. Um, so fun things that are not basketball related, uh, because then they'll open up more at that point and they let their guard down. Like if they're playing laser tag or you take them to a water park or something like that. Um, that's an easier way to figure out which buttons to push and which one's not. Um, Cause at that point you don't really have anything. It's there's no plus minus at that point, you know, even going out to dinner and stuff, if you get them all at a table, you can, um, yeah, they, they, they let their guards down fast, especially teenage boys. Um, so I found that to be very useful. Does that make sense? How, how do you get into their world though? I mean, how much effort do you I don't, make? I, I don't, I don't try to get into their world too much, to be honest with you. Um, I have them teach me about their world um, whenever I can, uh, you know, with like Snapchat and those kind of things. Um, you know, when I started on Twitter, I had no idea and some of them taught me about it. So when they were, they can teach me something about their world. That's always helpful. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that would be the biggest thing, um, you know, is when they can teach you something, then you can kind of get a glimpse into their world. Um, but as their coach, I'm, you know, I only need so much. I only need a couple pieces of, of that kind of information, to be honest with you. And, um, it's kind of like you're being a spot and not a spy per se, but you're just kind of delving into, figuring out what makes them tick. Uh, yeah. But, and you know, like, uh, the other, I mean, to be kind of, uh, blunt about it, I mean, from a coaching standpoint, how much do you care if, if they like you, are you just their basketball coach? And, uh, like either they, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think you, I mean, respect is obvious. I, in my opinion, respect is earned over time. Um, if they're going to go to battle for you, they got to, I'm not saying they have to love you, but they got to like you. <laughs> uh, right. They don't have to love you, but they got to like you enough 
Same with your teammates. That's why all the team bonding stuff's good because it's harder not to like the guy next to me if I'm kind of semi-friends. They're not going to be friends with all the teammates. and That's never going to happen. Um, yeah. But uh, what was the question again? I've, I've, I've had a brain fart there. Um, no, it's all right. I, no, I was just wondering how much it means to you for them to – Oh, going back to the – yeah, yeah. So I had a brain fart there. So going back. So um, – I this is the time of year that I try to build those kind of relationships more um and I've said that a thousand times it's like I can't I got to be able to basically deposit stuff in the bank now so during the season I can pull out things that um you know I can be tougher on them because they know I'm in their corner because they've spent you know six weeks meeting in the gym and done fun stuff with me and that kind of stuff so all my great teams I I deposited a lot in the off season. Um, it's like a bank I deposited in, we did fun stuff. And then when it got tough and I had to be, you know, Papa bear at that point, then I can draw out, um, you know, from that bank. So, um, no, I mean, I got plenty of friends. I don't need more friends. I just need, you know, and I, you know, there's going to be ones that like you and there's going to be ones that love you and there's going to be ones that, eh. um, but they got to all respect you and you got to all kind of be on that. We're all trying to do the same thing. Um, and then, to be honest with you, as they get older and they look back, <clears throat> um, they'll have more of it, to be honest with you. As long as you do everything fair and honest and that kind of stuff, you know. Um, yeah, you know. I, the, the two guys that are going to be drafted tonight or tomorrow, I was hard on when they were in high school. But, you know, they're text, I'm texting them today and saying good luck and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just okay. as hard on them as anybody. Okay. Thank you. Um, yep. <clears throat> the other question I had is, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it varies all over the map, but um, it, it feels like, in, again, in your decades of experience, you've, you know, where I'm go leading into is, you know, addressing guys post game. Um, yep. Are you? They never, they never hear you. They never hear you. <laughs> Pre-game's great. They always hear you in pregame. Like, you know, we lost the first time in the second round of playoffs this year in a really long time. And I think my postgame speech was 40 seconds. And then mm -hmm. the next day they, they heard me for like 45 minutes because human nature is when something bad happens or they lose or something like that, they, they just tune out. Um, so I'm always after – and they'll listen better after a win than after a loss – no matter what game, what level, when. Um, but after losses, they're thinking about, I didn't get enough shots. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't play very well, you know, whatever. I, whatever it is. They're never thinking about what I'm saying at that point. So I do so post-game very small. So not the best time to get to break it down? It isn't. It's like the timeout theory. You know, the timeout theory is telling them three things. The, the, the most important thing you should say three times. So you're basically saying five things. Um, you, you know, the most important thing you should start with and end with and the other stuff you can throw, but they really only remember one thing in a timeout. It's similar to the post game. I say, you know, hey, great season or hey, this was a tough loss. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Go home, see your parents, blah, blah, blah. And then you can come back the next day and before, like I've done that. I've We've had 45-minute film sessions or 20-minute in the gym no balls, just talking. And then they're listening to me. It's like, well, why did we lose yesterday? 
well, we all had time to think about it. Blah, 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 blah. You know, what could we do better? Blah, blah, blah. And then they, then I have their attention. You know, it's like, okay, that makes sense to me, coach. The other one is like, and don't get me wrong. I've had long speeches before, but they just never work. <laughs> they look like zombies at that point. Yeah. Cause I've always been, you know, I haven't coached that long and you know, when I'm talking to them, they're looking all over the place. They, they, don't, do want they don't want it. They don't want to listen to you at all. But if, but, but if, so let's say you played on a Saturday or let's say you played on a Saturday and then your next practice was on a Monday when you come in on Monday and you sit them down for five minutes, that five minutes will be more effective than anything you say after a loss. Um, even if they just won't hear you. Yeah. And I don't have to digest it too. No, it's great. Cause I, I even take it to the point where, you know, I have them cause they're looking all over the gym. I just have them face me face the wall. So that I at least get their attention. And it's, you know, they, they probably don't like that, but <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching, um, I'm watching, uh, ball in the family, which is the mellow jello, the ball anyway. And, and mellows, I think mellow 16 or whatever. And I just watched an episode where he lost and then um, he was on his phone after the game in Lithuania. It's like, Oh my God, that's just such a 16 year old. It's not a, you know, 20, it's, he, he's a professional, but he's a 16 year old professional. You know, he's not a 22 year old professional. It's like, Oh my God, that's such a professional thing to do. You know, 16 year old thing to do. I mean, sure. But yeah. Just, they well, just, yeah. My, my thought process was if I don't hit it now, they won't remember, you know, will you remember? Um, I'll remember. Yeah. Then that's all that, that's all that matters. Cause then you can bring it back up to them. Okay. A teenage brain, trust me from someone that's taught for 30 years, a teenage brain is a crazy cookie. And it, it, you know, especially in the world we live in now, so you're better off just just cutting your losses at that point and then coming back. And then they'll, you know, it's the same when when I give a test in class and they'll bomb it. You know, I'll say something when I pass it back, but then the next day I'll come back and say, "Hey, why did we do this? Why did we not do well?" blah blah blah. And then I have a little more of their attention because they went home, mom and dad saw it, they saw it, they thought about it. You know, there's some processing going in. Um, so it's like you got to almost let them process it first. And they won't say anything, but they are processing it um, all from okay. different angles, from the individual angle, from the team angle, from the, you know, all that stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, a little bit away from the psychology part of things. Um, it's a lot psychology. Trust oh me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's as much that as I, and people think I'm crazy. And I say, yeah, if I'm, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a psychologist, I'm a little, but I said, especially teenage boys from 15 to 18, it is, oh my God, it is, the X's and O's are important, but, you know, this, the, the psyche behind them is, that's part of the reason I think I've been relatively successful is because I can kind of read and understand, ooh, things aren't going well, we need to change the, you know, yeah, it's an interesting cookie. You probably have a little bit of a side benefit of uh, being involved, engaged in the classroom and seeing. Yes. Behavior. Yes. Well, and the, I, that's where I learned about a lot of listen. I mean, I can, I know stuff going on in that school before other people know what's going on. Yeah. Cause you just listen and it's like, yeah, <laughs> things I don't want to know are going on. 
Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying that. A couple things. First of all, make sure you go and subscribe and like. Those five-star reviews really do mean a lot to us. Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. That's awesome. We would love if you did that. Um, and again, um, a shameless plug if you're thinking of, of, of one of those t-shirts I, I said before. I won't talk about this every time, but um, give, uh, earned but not given. And then it's got a ring in the middle. It's kind of cool, I think. Um, working on different colors and stuff. So go over and check it out. I'll put it down in the show notes. And all right, let's go off to our keep go back to our membership call. Okay. Um, and then one quick thing, like yep. And this this involves the um, the pregame, not not the strategy or the addressing the team, but yep. how much um, I don't want to say seriousness. I mean, what, you want to have their game faces on, but the warm ups. I mean, I've I've got what I believe to be a pretty um, I would say intense, but focused and you know, warm up drill. Cause I want them to be almost game like, and I see other teams just doing the layup lines and. Yep. Yep. I hate layup lines. We do them just to start, but I hate layup lines. Um, we have, cause our, our warm up has gone to 15 minutes for the varsity during, during the regular season. And I use very little. So I think warm ups is extremely important. Um, so you probably get how many, four or five minutes for a game. Before, right. Yeah. So I would literally do maybe one layup, maybe a layup in each side, and then I'd be done. And then I would do everything three on three or five on five. I would just literally try to get as many juices flowing. You could run your out of bounds plays. You could run your stuff. Like you basically got to set the table. Like we're going to work. Like this is all right. Here we go. I don't care if the other team sees, you know, even at my level, I don't care. You shouldn't definitely not care. They're not looking yep. at your warm up. Like, let's run our out-of-bounds play. Let's run this. Let's run that. Who, you know, I don't care. We're going to out-execute them kind of thing. So I think it's really important. I don't – yeah, I spend spend time on it, and I would also practice it. <laughs> like, yeah. here, this is our warm-up. You know, maybe it's a day that you're doing – you're working on some five-on-five and you're going to scrimmage. So you go, okay, let's spend three minutes. We're going to do our warm-up. Ready? Go. And then right after that, you go into your, you know, what maybe you're working on five on five or four on four or whatever on your offense or working on trapping or something in the full court. So you kind of, you move from that. Yep. We're focused for three minutes. We're going to do the warm up. Let's go. We're going to play. So everything is like, again, my teaching thing, you want to show them and then you want to do it so they can kind of see that that's the way it's going to go. And then it just becomes a habit. Like, okay, you know, we played our third game today or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> um, let's do our warm up. Let's play the game. Let's do our warm up. Let's play the game. You know, we can do that no matter where we go. Um, yep. And I think that helps a lot. Okay. Okay. And then um, I watched with interest your um, when you're talking to Rick Torbett. Yeah, he's a good guy, isn't he? Yeah, I purchased his video. Um, it's fairly lengthy, um, but I think I digested all of it. And um, it's anyway, it's the kind of thing I'm bringing forth um, with my team and, you know, working through that and some of the concerns, the questions you had were insightful and, you know, hit home, but it's, it's one thing, so complicated. I mean, it, I made fun it, of Rick, but it's like layer 37 of the reading. It's like, Oh my God, Rick, you don't know what you're dealing with. I mean, it's like, we're not you. <laughs> we we got to simplify this thing. There's kind of a label on just a lot of simple things, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's a label on a lot of things that 
when I played, we just did. I didn't, it wasn't called read react. It was just playing, give and go. Right. Go back door, whatever. But yeah. And I think, I think the read and react and what he was talking about in that video uh, in the community is that he, um, that he, uh, he 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 has basically taught the game the way it's being taught played now where he's spreading it out and people are either going to the rim or they're shooting threes you know his yeah. offense isn't really set up for that mid-range at all no no and that's the way the game's moved you know you better be able to shoot the three or attack the rim yeah it's north south it's not east west so much nope not at all uh, which is kind of interesting it's hard to some degree in youth, I mean, even to get to the basket, I mean, you got guys waiting for you. Oh, I know. And they'll take the charge in, in the, in the youth. It's even worse. It's like, might as well flip a coin on whether they're going to call something (laughs) or what they're going to (laughs) call. Unless it's changed since I was down there with my son, maybe, but it's like, Oh my God. They beat each other up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's physical. Um, my question I have, um, really uh, with regard to that um is uh i mean I, i've observed what you know he what that offense dictates in terms of the post mm-hmm. the post around to different spots and you have these laker cuts and yep and on and on um but actually last weekend i was in a tournament and um you know because we're pretty limited with our practice times um this team threw a zone up I have no idea why I haven't right. seen too many of those in the last few years in summer, um, AU ball, but, um, and you know, my guys, it, it, we're talking 14 U and right. You know, white instinctual, uh, how right. to navigate through a zone and just instinctually hit gaps and stuff. And, uh, it's hard to diagram up when you get, you know, a couple of timeouts in the game. Right. And, yep. But with a read react mentality, I mean, what would, I mean, I'm trying to, we go back to his videos. I don't even know if he even attempts to address it, but uh, as far as positioning players and just. Well, I would stay in the five out and every, and I would automatically cut to the basket. And then I would have the second guy, especially in 14 U, I'd have the second guy cut too, because zones don't like when people move through them and they don't like a lot of movement. So if I was at the top of the key and I pass it to wing, I'd have him cut, put his, put his head below the rim. And then I would have the next guy cut. So the, the guy that has the ball would actually, and then they would fill the positions. So a lot of cutting, um, more than screening, more than anything else. Um, and then what I've done in the past too is I've put somebody into the high post, um, which does, isn't something Rick does, but if you put somebody in the high post um, and then kind of move off that person in the high post and then they can pop or they can seal and curl to the basket um, has worked. Uh, the best way to beat a zone is be able to shoot the ball. Is be able to yeah. shoot the ball, um, but movement through it out of the read and react does work really well. Um, because the zones tend to be you know, top heavy because the players have a hard time getting the ball in the second layer. Yes, so they they have a one three one and they just smother everything and including some of that high post passing. It's hard to get it, it done. Is. It is, and that's why if you get guys cutting to the basket. That or dribbling toward the basket, but then again, it's usually that's what they want you to do. But um, you know, attacking off that will help a lot, I think. Okay. And 
I mean, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of zone offenses and, you know, we have a couple of them and stuff, but if you want to stay purely read and react, that's what I would do. And would that be, um, and I know it'd be situational, but just would you tend to have that, that post player high or low? High. Can he, it depends if they can shoot high because then they could pop to the three. If not, you know, free throw line to mid post. Um, and then what I've done, even in the, it, it's been a while, like 12 years, 13 years, I've had a guy that just basically works um, the paint area and works the short corner area. And I just say, you go find an open spot. If you see open space, you cut. And so, the, the, again, the zone is worried about that person cutting all the time. I said, you are literally a ping – they don't play ping pong anymore or pinball anymore. But I said, you're moving and finding an open spot. And if you're there, again, hard pass, passing the post is hard against the zone. Um, you know, my rule is it has to be a bounce pass kind of thing. But uh, that helps too. If you got, Especially if you're smaller and you got an athletic big, boom. You just find open space, that, and then we're going to get you the ball. And if they double you, kick it back out, we'll shoot a three. Um, if not, attack kind of thing. Because, again, that zone doesn't like when that guy's moving around a lot in the paint. Yeah, that's what I was encouraging him to do. I, yeah, I just need to do more of that. Cause... It's hard because you only got a couple of days of practice, too. That's the hard yeah. – I mean, it's not like me during a regular season where I got five days and, all right, somebody's going to zone and we can do this. So that's why you got to make it as simple as possible yeah. in the summer and stuff. And then yep. you, know, you only practice a couple of days a week. It's like, here's your two rules for zone. All right, let's try it, you know. Blah, blah, yep. Blah. yep, okay. Um, I noticed one of your videos, uh, you know, and of course there's lots of these two, but, you know, press breaks. And yep. what I've put in, uh, interestingly, uh, first tournament, to my shock uh, and awe, we were impressed. Um, but part of that had to do with I have some pretty we have a pretty you know fast team, and we got right. the ball in and, and and ran, and they couldn't get it set up. But right, <laughs> and, that, and that's a theory. That's a theory with presses. You know, that's the whole color part. You get the ball in before you can set it up because if it's a zone press, it's hard to set up. Like mm-hmm. I've never I've never been able to run. I've had NBA guys and I've never been able to run a diamond where I could actually kind of make be able to set it up before a team could get in, you know, a regular diamond where the guy's on the ball. It's been so hard. It's just, you know, we can move it back and set it up, but it's, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, But what I did implement uh, in case, and that's what I wanted you to comment a little bit on was um, this four, four across. Yep. Sideline, or I'd run sideline too. Um, sideline, sideline press break. If you, especially if you're quick. What do you mean by sideline? I'll show you. I'll show you. Okay. Let's see if I can pull it up. Let's see if I can do this fast. So sideline press break. Guy taking it out is up here. Okay, so then I have these two guys. So we'll call this three. And we'll call him four. So there, I don't set them up low. I set them up at like elbow and a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And then there's two guys at half court, um, one there and one here. All right. So especially if you're quick, what I do is I have this guy go deep and kind of curl back in. These two set of, the three sets of screen. He cuts to the sideline. This is where the name comes from. Yep. Cut sideline. And then he comes up. So this is better against a man press 
So this guy will always be open. We'll call him one because that's usually your point guard. And then this guy comes around after he passes it and goes here. You will be able to break any man press with sideline, guaranteed. Um, because they're all – think about where the defenders are. There's going to be a defender here. There's going to be a defender on the ball. There's going to be a defender here. There's going to be a defender here. And this yeah. guy doesn't want to get beat deep, right? Right. So be here. So he's going to be able to catch the ball. This guy knows where he's going. This, this one does, has no idea where he's going. So as soon as he catches it, he pivots, he goes, and you're off to the races. And then what would be the <clears throat> general profile of the player taking it out? I mean, you uh, want... that, These are your guards. These two are your guards. This yeah. is one, and this would be like your two. This would be three, and this would be four, and this would be your five right here. That's normally the way it works. Oh, so you have your one at half. I do. And, and no one's ever expecting that. Sometimes I'll have the one throw it in, too. So one and two are interchangeable. So if I want one to get the ball back, then I'll have, I'll, have, I'll have one here and I'll have two down here. Two will catch it. They're athletic. They'll be able to pivot, and then one will get it off the dribble. So either way, I know that these – because these two are now over here, right? They're over here on the sideline. This whole space right in here is wide open. Okay. So it's a perfect, it's perfect against, um, it's perfect against man to man against a zone. The one four set, it's all about those diagonal cuts. Yeah. Yeah. And did you, have you, did you try that? Yeah. I mean, it, well, that's what I've, that's what I've uh, mapped out for us to use in, okay. against either, but I'm, I'm just concerned. I mean, as you describe, as I'm thinking about man to man, that there's just too many guys in that area. Yep. So I would work. I I would do. I would do what I was talking about with that one. That one four set. I would yep. do that more against the zone. So if you let you know, and I, you can have these two screen. It doesn't have to be an exactly a one four yeah. set. So you can have these two like this, because again, no one wants to get beat deep. But if they're in a zone, it's not as big a deal. So usually I run the one four against a zone. So he's this person's throwing it in. They got the one under the basket, and then as soon as the ball goes here. All these cuts straight across are virtually impossible to defend. Really? Okay. When, yeah. When you diagonal cut across the face, because where's the defender? He can't be on this side because I'm going to just go deep. Yep. So he's going to be on this side of me, right? Yep. He's not going to be there. He's going to be here. Well, when I diagonal cut again, so we we work on press breaking because this has been an issue for us probably for three or four years. We work on press breaking all the time. And we do it with no dribbles, and we work on diagonal cuts, cuts across. And we'll do two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four, three-on-four, all that kind of stuff in practice. And they like it because then once they get past half court, I let them go and just play. Mm -hmm. so they kind of like the drill. But I said, you can't. You got to try to catch the ball, you know, above the free throw line on the press break, and then there's no dribbles. And then once you get the ball inside the three-point line on the other end, you can just play. So that, but you got to cut, and if you just stand, you ain't gonna, you're not gonna get open. Yeah, you know, and I'm counting to ten and stuff. So, um, and again, I I don't know how much summer balls changed in the last three or four years, but um, it seems like pressure is a big thing in summer ball. Everyone presses. Everybody wants to. Yep, you know, it's yeah. a big thing because they got if you got athletic guys, you just want to pour on the points by getting steals. And I mean, some yeah. of them don't have any offenses. They just they just want they yes, it's Correct. the uh, it's the law of large numbers. If I'm better than you, I want more possessions. Yep. 
if I'm not as good as you, I want less possessions. Yep. So they want speed. They want up and down. So, again, that's where you talk to the boys. Well, if we get a layup, fine, but then let's come down. And, if they're, you know, especially if a team's zoning you and they're not as good as you, then okay. We'll just yeah. take some time off the clock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that other one you described, I'm glad you brought that to my attention because um, I actually used that a little bit last year and it was effective when I passed to that, I'll just call it the weak side guy coming forward. Yeah. We, we hand it off to the guy sprinting. On the other side. Yeah. I call it sideline. I don't know. Yeah. And he was open a lot. A lot. <laughs> it's all about positioning. I've, I'm convinced of that in basketball too. It's like if you, if you find a, the cut or the position that works, then it's like it's like a secret sauce, but it's like 30 years and I found six of them. You know, it's kind of that thing. Um, but when they work, they really work. Yeah, it seems like you would have had the athletes that they probably wouldn't impress you that much. Uh, yeah, it's kind of gone. Definitely in that in the in our in our heyday stretches. Um, you know, this year's team they press more. Um, you know, they'll press us again next year. It just depends on the teams. You know, how many sure. ball handlers you have and stuff. Sure. Okay. All right. Yep. Anything and, else, Coach? Um, no, it was just right. a little refreshing to hear during your, your talk with uh, Torbett, you know, about some difficulties you have with moving people in what would seem to be natural, um, you know, guys passing and not cutting or, you know, to, to hear that's happening, you know, even at your level. Oh, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, but, you know. I, and we work on it every day. Yeah. That offense is – to run that offense well is harder than people think. It it, it looks easy, but but the kids – I don't know. They don't play like we used to play. They just, I mean, <laughs> they just don't play the games, you know, just pick up and that kind of stuff. It's either, you know, in a gym or something like that. Um yeah, well, I mean, we're still tweaking it. You know, we're Rick and Rick. I, I talked to Rick a while ago, and we're going to get back together in, in another month or two. And we're going to, he's going to get on a whiteboard because as soon as my assistant coaches heard it, it was like, oh, crud, we have all these questions. So we're going to get him in a whiteboard. And I'll send out to the community if anybody has questions too. Because um, we're going to try that whole um, drafting thing he was talking about. I think that, that intrigued yeah. Um. We're not 100% sure what he – I mean, I know what he means, but it's like, okay, how does this work within the offense? Um, and it was really hard for him to pick his favorite cuts or favorite two things. Um, but he knows that it's kind of like the surgeon. The surgeon knows how to do the brain surgery, but then they know it so well. He knows it so well that it's like you're just at a different level than the rest of us. Um <laughs> The rest of us are just trying to get them to the five spots, you know, and then we become very predictable. That's, that's my issue. When we when we talk next time, our mm -hmm. offense becomes very, it's like a pass. And then we do the same thing every time mm -hmm. I got to break them of that routine is, is our hope. Um, yeah. Cause I showed this group a lot of those things, probably too many of them, uh, whatever layers he talks about. Yep drafting and you know, all these things and I think the kids were a little overwhelmed with and then when I had them scrimmage I saw maybe two of those things happen one or two that's I, what I'm saying so I think you gotta and we're, what we're gonna do next year is we're gonna pick one 
and we're going to work on that one. We're working on drafting today. <laughs> and that's all we're going to do. I mean, it's like we almost got to build it like he says, you know. And then when we get good at this, we go to the next one. It's like we learn to add, then we learn to subtract, and then we learn to multiply. Because I think you're right. We Our brains work like we, well, we should be able to do these three things from the start. Well, that's not the way they play. Um, so yeah, I mean, when we, when I played or pick up and, you know, we want to stay on the, you had to do more than one thing. Right. Um, right. Because guys even watching to wait to, to play you next. <laughs> yeah. They would they know. Watch, they would know that you, you know, you're, you can only do, you know, one or two they're up against quickly. Right. But okay. All right. Thanks coach. We'll do this again. Thank you. We'll yeah, do it again. Sure. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Cubs won. Hey everybody, I hope you like that. Subscribe, like, stop that treadmill, pull the car over to the side. Uh, we would really appreciate that. Uh, also, go over and check out teachubes.com for coaches who want to get better. I think we all want to get better. All right. Almost through the, the entire week. Have a, have a great week, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.